Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. This is number 17 now. Yeah, 17. And it's the first one I've done for a while since me post Hardy one. And I just want to say thanks for those who do give it a listen. Even bigger thanks to those who rate the five star on iTunes. Again, if that just spares me on to do, to do more content for you guys. Um, if you are listening to the podcast, give it on your social medias. Give it a mention. Tag me in your stories. Um, let me know that you find this a little bit valuable. And who knows, maybe if you pass it on to a friend or recommend it to a friend, they can find Justin Seifel. You can make a difference to them as well. So I had Chloe on discussing female health and nutrition and bodybuilding prep and, again, even even such things as, as training on your period and things like that. Really, really, really helpful for the female population, just as well as the male population as well. We do discuss both male and female aspects. Um, but yeah, I found this really, really, really good to do. First female on the podcast as well. And that's just brilliant. Chloe's a very, very reputable coach in London. Um, she is a brilliant, brilliant competitor. And we just just discuss, again, the ins and outs of female diet and, and how she goes through prep as well. It's quite interesting as well to, to listen to, again, a prep coach's um, well, hints and tips really But I'm blabbling on So, without any favour to do I'm going to pass you on to the episode Enjoy You are listening to the Chris Ward Fitness Podcast Where Liverpool fitness expert Chris Ward Answers your questions And talks everything fitness Mindset And nutrition to help you with your goals Let's get to today's episode Okay, we are live with Chloe Pickford so, Chloe, bit of background to you. You are a bodybuilding coach and online coach as well. We're going to be talking today about female health, mindset, and some eating disorders as well. So, Chloe, take it away. What's your background? How did you first get into fitness? Um, so, hi, guys. <laughs> nice to <laughs> nice. not meet you all because I can't see you. Um, but thanks for tuning in to listen. And background about me um so I've always been sporty at school and then at uni and stuff but I never was really into weight training um until I was in my third year at uni when we played hockey and we had to do like strength conditioning work and I sort of took to the whole deadlifting and squatting and I really really liked it and I was strong and then when I left uni I then um started gymming but again, I was sort of like a little bit lost in the gym, didn't know what I wanted to do, but I loved, I loved training legs. That's all I knew I liked to do. Um, I was that typical girl that didn't really want to train upper body that much. Um, but then I got into PTing. So I got my PT qualification two years after leaving uni. And then I met someone in the studio I was working at and he said to me, Chloe, you have a great shape on you. You should compete. And I was thinking, what the hell? Like, I've never thought of competing before. Yeah. Like you would never see me in a bikini on stage. And then I uh, actually met his coach and then the rest is history. Um, and I guess the moment I started properly weight training and prepping and got that taste of what competing is like, I've literally been drawn to it. Um, yeah. Then, so yeah. Some people do get, I mean, get to see how, how extreme and lean you can, you can be. And I remember when I first got into like the whole PT thing and all fitness and I've always been around that environment of, of bodybuilding. And I've been thinking, oh, 
what it'd be like to actually, you know, have the balls to step on stage. I've never done that. So again, hats off for, for doing that. And if you haven't seen Chloe's like on stage photos and prep photos, go and check them out there. They're quite insane, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I look yeah, at my friends and I think, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the stage pictures, you can always like, you always look a bit bigger than you actually are in real life. Yeah. So like backstage, people do look a lot smaller than they generally appear on stage. Uh, that's obviously because you're pumped up, the lighting, the tan. It's, yeah, it's quite the, I'd say illusion, but it's sort of a, a crummy way of putting it because it's the hard work that goes into that. I mean, yeah, it's a funny one. Yeah, but how, how do you, I mean, talk me through prepping because to be honest, I've not spoke to a, a bodybuilding coach from, you know, prepping to on stage. So talk to me how it is. How, how do you start prepping and what you do? I mean, do you go through a certain phase or... I think, yeah, I think prep is, well, let's go into what prep's like first. Um, I quite like prep because I like the challenge. Um, Mentally? And yeah, like the mental challenge, physical challenge. And obviously, and when you hit a certain um, point in prep, I would say within eight weeks of me starting prep, I can see noticeable changes. And then you just suddenly click and then, you know, you see veins coming through and and yeah. you just feel really confident in your body and then you start posing and you can just see all of your hard work just appears. Um, so I think prep, you just got to ride with it. Like it is part and parcel of the sport and it is difficult, but yeah, I, I still think that an off season is more difficult, well, more challenging than a prep phase. Off season? Um, yeah. yeah. I think more, I think maybe more mentally on your on you especially being a girl because you obviously have to embrace being bigger um but we can go into that again later with the whole eating disorder thing and stuff but um it is just it is difficult transitioning um because generally girls don't like to look you know bigger and people when people say to you oh you do look bigger it's just kind of like hard to take yeah yeah as well i mean if you say to any again any female or any anyone really if if you're looking you know you're looking a a bit bigger you'll be balancing the wrong way. Yeah, you know I mean? it is difficult to take. But I think I've, three years of competing, I've just learned to really switch off. Um, yeah. I think from it, but you still get that stage post-show when you can see yourself like losing the lines and that's when it's really difficult. But then once you get into it, like now I've had this whole year off, now it doesn't really bother me. Like it has been a challenge, but it doesn't really bother me such because I just focus more on, I know what's coming up. Like I know prep's coming. So I just take my focus of how I look. Yeah. I think it's about pe- keeping a good body comp as well through off season. You don't need to get ridiculously big. So don't, it's, it's don't let go not too much of that or just, just don't go for the more heavy weights or what, which. Uh, you, you just don't need to hold. Well, some people tend to, hold quite a lot of body fat sometimes um and especially for a girl i mean guys can get away with it more so but with a girl if you hold your um fat in your lower portion and you're trying to push for condition like i have to you've got to be careful because it does take a little bit longer and a little bit more like time and it can be a bit more vicious like your prepping stage if you if you do need to get rid of the fat on your legs and glutes so the best option is to like not push beyond you know certain point because there's off season but then there's like unnecessary weight gain you know i'm five kilos no four kilos lighter this off season than i was last off season 
watch it flip side that I mean is it when when the one females in on, on season like so if it, when they're cutting mm. how about like when again because certain certain ones can go too far as to say they can lose too much body fat oh yeah complications come in so if, if you ever encountered any of that yeah so um obviously when you prep most girls lose their menstrual cycle um and then also through last year because i had my prep was like 24 26 weeks it was quite a long prep yeah and so by the end of october last year i i had lost the muscle tissue there was there was no doubt about that like not my lower portion as much but my upper portion yeah i had lost muscle because that all that extreme dieting for that amount of time does take effect on your body yeah, 20, 26 weeks of that is like, yeah, it was a brutal deficit. Yeah, Jesus Christ, 26 weeks in deficit. Yeah, I think the eight to ten weeks at the end, mm. I wasn't over a thousand calories. Jesus Christ, yeah, so you got it, but that, that was necessary at that time because yeah. the condition you had to bring was, you know, and I, and I was having to then deal with stress because I was working and you know, PTing and stuff like that. So it does take effects on your body, but it's just, it is needed. Like to be a girl, if you want to get condition, into condition, you've got to get to the low calorie points, just how it is. Yeah. Yeah. Was there ever a time through, through that phase where you just think, you know, fuck this, I can't do this. And it, was it ever that temptation to like just blow or? Um, I think through competing, it just got easier for me. Um, last year I did feel like, horrendous at points and I did want to throw the towel in but my shows were September and then two in October so I guess they were kind of but it was just the run up to that was quite difficult yeah. it's quite a few weeks before so yeah but I think you, everyone gets into point in prep I think the, the hardest thing is when you have to do the cardio <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah so, you I mean to, you know <laughs> I know this I know this well for those for again for my or for Chloe's listeners, whoever's tuning in, I, I was actually coached by Chloe. And do you know what I didn't mind the cardio at first. It was just like, you know, put a podcast in or anything else and just go with it. But it was when you know, the end of weeks were coming and the calories were dropping and the cardio was increasing. <laughs> but you look fantastic for holiday. So <laughs> also, that's my best ever ever. Been. I've been in so fair play. It, it, you know, it does work. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, the card. What's your, again, just to, out of curiosity, what's your preferred method of cardio? So I would always say to people, um, once you get to the back end of prep, when your recovery is really not going to be great because you're just not able to um, recover as well with because of the lower food and the stress in your body, um, I would always stay away from a stairmaster towards the back end just because it's so taxing on the legs and if you don't want to lose muscle tissue as well if all legs are a weaker point then i would really not go with a stairmaster some people do it but i've learned that not to um, because those steps from the stairmaster can feel like horrendous especially if you're on for an hour <laughs> yeah exactly so and if and like also towards the back end of prep as well you don't always need to get your heart rate up as high yeah. Um, so literally a walk outside will be fine because you're in such a deficit and your body is you know, conditioned. You don't need to be stressing it out and yeah. going crazy. 
Um, so I would always say like a treadmill, incline walk, or a bike. You can just yeah. sit on there and just spin the legs. I found what well, I found ever since because when I was on prep, I bought a bike to to do at home. Yeah. That perfect. That was perfect for me. Yeah. Nice and easy. Half an hour to an hour. Watching TV. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's better as well, yeah. But Stairmaster is great at the beginning. And then yeah. and then also when you get fitter, the levels have to go up because you're getting fitter. So it's kind of like you're then toying between the high intensity of it and then your recovery. It's just quite a lot to, yeah. Yeah, of course, again, if you ever experience a leg day, then... <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So again, when you're just going flipping back to, to bodybuilding talk and and dieting wise on, on, on prep talk me through like again is there any supplements that that really help with prepping or like off season on season whichever um well there's obviously stuff so you can to reduce stress and stuff i always get clients to do ashwagandha Brilliant. um yeah it's really really good um and obviously a good sleep stack as well is great at night because your sleep can in in prep be horrendous um i don't touch sleep stack actually as much in off season just because i sleep a lot better now um yeah (laughs) yeah it's it's, it can be different i think when your body's so hyped up with dieting and things Mm. your sleep and i'm not saying these (laughs) they're not like sleeping tablets they won't just knock you out but they definitely do help if you couple it with like being off your phone by a certain time of night you know unwinding the day with a with a podcast or a hot bath or some reading other than just being on the phone um that always helps but that should be followed no matter if you're in prep or not i would say anyway no yeah i found when when i was you know it was out of six six out of seven weeks i found literally by nine o'clock it was like okay time for bed (laughs) it was yeah I, i even even like I don't know if this you experience this as well because I think you're you're on on floor PT aren't you as well? Yeah. So you coach one to one. I tend to coach quite late. So when I was, I found for me when I was dieting, come like six, seven o'clock in the afternoon, even I was gone. I was wiped. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was like, Jesus, what? You know, when's when's the next meal or when's when's the next bloody client or it's it can get in, it can zombify it i think but again that's just what i absolutely. find absolutely i think as well also when you're prepping you need to make sure you're on top of your supplements like a good vitamin b uh, magnesium glycinate's really really good as well so it's just being on top of these things because obviously your body is you know it's quite diminished of nutrients so again, go- yeah so you need to keep it going yeah absolutely yeah. you want sorry do you say i couldn't hear Let's say when you're not getting as much calories in your diet, as much food, you know, something so simple as a, as a multivitamin, which you can... Oh, yeah, 100%. So, obviously, like, your gut and stuff is going through changes as well yeah. with the food becoming low. And, yeah, you want to just try and, like, reduce GI stress. But um, prep does have... Take its toll on you. So, what, again, back to dieting. This is brilliant. Back to dieting. Um, what helped you the most? So, like, what, what, like, what food hack? What, you know, like drinks or, you know, what? Okay, I, so <laughs> yeah, I was like the queen of um, low calorie stuff. But <laughs> one thing I, one thing I experienced the water back end of prep is that 
um, sweeteners and all these additives that are within these products, they really can make you bloat towards the back end. Yeah. Um, and I experienced that and I remember thinking, oh, it might have been a week out or a week and a half out or something for my first comp and my tummy looked like, you know, an African kid when they're... Yeah, quite inflamed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really, really bad. So, but through like the early stages, it's fine. So I used to go for diet drinks all the time. Um, I used to be obsessed with carrots and cucumber. I used to get so obsessed when when there was carrots like on sale or on offer. I used to be like so excited, like <laughs> so weird, like oh my god. <laughs> and then and then um, also doing the huge bowls of like sugar free jelly. Yes, bloody hell, the one carb jelly that was. Yeah, but then I got really uh, upset once because I read the back and I was like, oh my god, that's too many carbs. It's literally like no carbs, but it said like zero point something. I can't remember. So I got really obsessed. I'm like, God, it's like added, added calories. But, but yeah, no, it's, it's funny. I like, you, you know, all the uh, seasoning things that you can get as well. Uh, yeah, we got, um, we, me and Kay got a, a gym stack, like, spice rack thing. Yeah. Like, 15 quid. And thinking back, it was like, why the fuck do we spend 15 quid on spices? <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> but also, the funny thing is, all these things tasted really good back then but now oh. you know there's like sugar-free syrups oh i just couldn't even skinny, skinny syrups i remember yeah. you sent a voice note in the group and said um when when we were all raving off the, the skinny syrups you, you went yeah. in well, you can tell you're all on diets because that tastes like shit <laughs> yeah it's disgusting i could not do that <laughs> do you know what when i came back from mexico i had a fridge full of them mm -hmm. i had to get rid of them yeah literally had to bit half of them i couldn't stomach them <laughs> they are really not good when you're in proper. Well, when you are dieting down and when push comes to shove, it's a saviour. <laughs> exactly, it is a saviour. And if that's going to stop you from reaching out for biscuits, then oh, I would say, yeah, have all of the diet things that you can. Um, because, yeah, it's important that you don't slip. Mm. Um, and it also gives you sort of normality slightly so you can kind of like make things and trick your mind that it is something good but it's you know yeah i man was um just put a bit more volume to man was adding the one cal jelly to creek yogurt yeah and that was just his volume as well oh yeah it was, it was, it's so filling but for the likes of of drinks and that i mean i i lived off like bottles of pepsi max cherry. yeah that was just my savior yeah God, gallons and gallons of that but it looked weird walking around the gym you know, a PT walking around a gym with a bottle of Pepsi Max Cherry. Yeah. That, that, people frown upon that, by the way. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> they say, oh, it's a Spartan in it. Yeah, it's so sweet. <laughs> sweet as cool as this. Fucking no. <laughs> that's, oh, that's another podcast in itself. But yeah, that's, that's frown upon, apparently. Yeah. Oh, that was my, that was my saviour. Pepsi Max Cherry. Still have an art. You know, I really like it. I also think in prep as well, keep your veggies up because some people restrict themselves of veggies. Now I'm not saying have, you know, bowls and bowls of it, but certainly weigh your veg, but keep it consistent through every meal. So you're, so it, whenever calories are reduced, you're still reducing your overall calorie intake. Yeah. Um, it's just when people start, their, their food gets taken down, then they start eating like, like bowls and bowls of peas. I'm not even joking, like so much veg. And they're a bit heavier on the scales because they've they've got so much veg in them. 
Yeah. Um, and, you know, calories, because some of them have higher carbs than others. And I'm not saying that any, you know, a normal person watch out for the carbs in vet and you get to that point in a diet like prep calories do add up yeah um but that's not me demonizing vegetables please don't oh. think that but it <laughs> people good. yeah people are you know experience like more bloating and stuff it might be their sweeteners but also it might be the fact they're having so much more veg and the body's not yeah okay, I, I found the more veg you add and the more things you're trying to you know almost trick yourself into having more calories but you're not yeah um, i i did get quite bloated but calorie wise or sound exactly so that's why we just remove vegetables um in peak week we'll just take them down and then take them out like a couple of days before because some people do bloat others don't but it's really important anyone compete and have a tight waist um but yeah but keep on you know keep on top of your greens powder as well that's really important through prep what about um, season i mean just a quick little description on your nutrition during off season. Is it again? Is it extortion amount of calories? Is it is it a little bit more of maintenance or? Um. Well, those of you who don't know listening into this, I've had like stomach issues all this year, um, and unfortunately, it's led to me having to step away from competing in twenty twenty, which is a really awful thing for me to have to experience. But. It mean it's meant that I haven't been able to push my calories above two thousand two hundred, which is a minuscule amount for someone like me. Really, I mean, if if I had an appetite, I could probably be eating three thousand quite easily. So my off season diet hasn't been as extreme as you would have seen some other people or might have heard some other girls. You know, some other girls are eating a lot more than me, um, but it's, it's still been a considerable more <laughs> considerably more than it was in prep. Um, yeah so right what, what's your thoughts as well about i mean this is for both male and female i suppose for those who want to add muscle in let's say an off season what's your thoughts on those having extortion amounts of calories to the point where they're just making themselves have more more body fat yeah and no, i think that goes back to what i was saying previously with not pushing food stupid amounts i think mm what me and my coach have done is we've made sure that I'm still looking in a reasonable shape. Yeah. Um, I had, I've had to let go of being lean because you cannot like expect to be, when I say lean, I mean like the lean that you want to be, yeah. you know, off season, you're not gonna, I mean, some people say, you know, you can grow in a deficit, but when you're pre prepping, I think going in an off season for a whole year, that's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be realistic. Well. yeah exactly and you're not going to maximize muscle growth so you have to let go of the shreds um but you need to push calories but to the point where you still feel comfortable in yourself because if you don't feel comfortable in yourself then you're more likely especially a girl actually they're more likely to back off and back down and just not want to compete yeah. yeah but you need to make sure that you are growing and make it more performance based as well so are your lifts going up you know you're not we haven't put on five kilos in a week, that kind of thing. Like you want to see a reasonable weight gain. Yeah. Um, if someone's adding a kilo on, a kilo on, a kilo on, it keeps going on like that. I mean, you're probably pushing food too much. Yeah. I mean, initially, post-show, you will see quite a big jump in, in the scale weight because that's inevitable. But yeah. through your off-season, you know, you don't want to be gaining a kilo every week because <laughs> you'll end up like huge. 
But it, do, do you think there's a certain, like, again, this is like to yourself or, or any of your clients listening, do you mm. think there should be some sort of, like, again, relax the stage post-show? The same when you, you do finish a show and all goes well. Do you think there should be a time when you should, like, again, concentrate on just your, your mental state and, again, just enjoying yourself a little bit more? Or do you think... Yeah, I think everyone's different. Like, I think first-timers, um, they can suffer from it a lot more than people that have been in the industry or been in the sport for a good amount of time because everyone has experienced the post-show blues and the post-show rebound and gained, like, 10 kilos in a week. Yeah, but I think you need to go through that to then learn. Um, because if your body's been put through a huge deficit for a good amount of time, then you come out of that. And all your ghrelin and leptin is everywhere. And like, you're just, your body doesn't know what it's doing. And all you want to do is eat. And you don't know how to not stop eating. Yeah. Um, but I think everyone's different, like I said. But I think it's important. I mean, some people say, you know, they'll book a holiday the day. what's what's happening with their body and they won't be able to keep their steps up and things and so some people can cope with going on holiday but others I think they find it more challenging because they just let loose too much yeah and they'll come back and they'll feel like absolute shit basically <laughs> so go and you'll, you'll yeah but equally because it's even worse after your holiday never mind yeah showing and then post holiday so I mean it's like two different completely different people throw me in yeah exactly it's really difficult so that might work for some people but others that might not work for you know I've, I've heard of people and seen people that done that and it's they've ended up in a worse state than if they'd stayed and just reversed out slowly but switched off from it still yeah you know had don't be on a meal plan or anything just eat as and when you kind of want but just be aware um and just still have that structure because if you take structure away from someone who's been a structure for 16 20 weeks that's going to make anyone crazy you know so you need to still keep with your coach like stay with your coach because that's really important talk about um, for those listening who don't know what reverse dieting is they've probably heard this word yeah <laughs> what in a nutshell what is reverse dieting it's basically bringing your body back to a healthier state by eating your maintenance calories um so it's just bringing yourself out of that hole and that deficit um, over a period of well someone's reverse can sometimes you know last up to more than four weeks everyone's different um some people are fast gainers some people are slower gainers in terms of the body fat they put on post-show um but again that will change with each approach um but yeah it's just getting your calories up to to a maintenance and then and basically trying to avoid gaining too much body fat yeah, um, and it brings your hormones back to you know level and yeah, balance your body out basically. Yeah, I, I know as well. Like, you know, this this is about like again more female health and things like that. But on the on the male sort of flip side, on a male point of view, when you're dieting for that long as well, even the likes of your, your testosterone levels can. Yeah. So that yeah. for male is is you know all your your well-being functions, your happy, you know your emotions as well can just yeah. be all over. And when you're dieting for that long. Even your energy throughout the day, I find for me, got just so much worse. Yeah. But it's part and parcel of getting to that body you want when saying, 
okay, I like the way I look in the mirror. And it's trying to balance that a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. Be realistic with it. Yeah, absolutely. And as well, that can lead on to to other things like eating disorders as well. So mm-hmm. again, that's what Chloe as well would want to is so keen to talk about, which is eating disorders for male or female or both. Yeah. But have ever again yourself have ever had clients or yourself had like eating disorders before? Um, in my first prep, I. I can't remember what the situation was actually. Um, I think I just felt like I was not lean enough at one point and I was trying to like, I went to the toilet and basically tried to make myself sick. And that's being sick for me is very easy. So I couldn't actually, I don't have, I literally can't, I can't just put my fingers to my throat and I'm sick. It takes a lot for me. And I don't know why I've always been like that, but it's actually been a godsend because I think if I'd continued to do that, um, that probably that may have turned into something quite extreme, but it happens with the girls a lot because obviously you eat something and then you want to purge and it's just such a healthy kind of thing to get into really. Um, but I think as well, post-show that can happen a lot as well. If you, you know, you've had your off-plan meals and well, you've switched off from dieting and then you eat normal foods and then a lot of girls will just find it overwhelming and then, that's when the guilt kicks in and then you know their body's changing and then they just get into the habit of well being bulimic um which is just horrendous to be stuck in yeah again it can lead to to that being it it, it can be quite like again it can take hold of someone in the sense of they'll do anything to either comprehend or keep adhering to a diet and again we as coaches and and personal trainers we Obviously, we want clients to be on plan. Mm. Or if it means so much to for them to do that to the extremes, we'd rather than take a step back and think, yeah. you know, what's this doing to our health? What what needs to be done, and and how can we can we help you as much as possible? Do you know what I mean? And that's again, it's us as coaches. It's quite like we're quite in one way. We are half like psychologists too. Times. 100% yeah 100% I mean I've I've had a I've still I've got clients now I'm working with who have got eating disorders um and working with them and like having helped them through it has been amazing but you've just got to understand and realize that it's not just saying don't do that because telling someone to not be sick or telling someone that they have to eat that's not going to do anything for them no. um you need to really as a coach and PT we really need to take the time out to understand that person obviously everyone's different different as well that everyone's unique so one approach doesn't always work with another approach you can be quite upfront with some clients like one of my clients i'm very upfront with um and she's a very very close friend of mine as well and i've got to know her very very well and know what makes her purge and know what makes her like you know sort of swerve that horrible moment but um yeah, everyone's different, but it's it's a very very common thing in the bodybuilding world, and for men as well. People think girls; it's also for men. Oh, you yeah. know, men with it, it's huge. Yeah, me myself, I haven't. I mean, I'm not being that way to to have an eating disorder myself, but I can see where it comes from in the sense of it can lead to that. And if I was at a point where you know it it even affects like relationships and things like that, I don't yeah. realize. 
know what I mean? It takes a when you want to follow something that much, you'll say no to anything. Yeah. Like no, no, go to this, go to this, and take a step back and look at yourself from a a bird's eye view, and thinking, fucking hell, it's like you have to be so swear disciplined, and there's a point where it can just take control of you. Hundred percent. I'm. I'm honestly, when I prep me, my poor boyfriend, he's probably quite glad I'm not competing next year, um, because I, <laughs> I am a robot, a robot. But you need to be a robot. The moment you let outside external factors coming in, yeah. you're you're done. You've got to be literally. Selfish. Yeah, but yeah, but you have to realise as well you are doing this. So don't be an asshole to people, you know. Yeah. Um, it's your choice. You know, you don't have to do this in life. You have chosen to put yourself into a hole. So get along with it and be nice to people around you. Like, that's one massive piece of advice I could give someone is don't be an asshole and prep. Yeah. Because the people around you are the ones that support you and they love you. And you don't want to walk away, then get out of that deficit and then have no one around you. Yeah, that you know? sort of a kick in the head. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people have... People do have to split up with their partners, but that's more, I mean, sometimes that can be because the partners don't support them and they don't understand. And obviously that is really frustrating if you have someone around you like that. So it probably is best if you want to continue bodybuilding to kind of stay away from those kind of people. That sounds awful, I know, but if you are really, truly passionate about the sport, you know, it's like, it's like anything. Yeah. I I found when, again, I haven't, I haven't done a show, but I can, Again, for me, that was that was dieting as such. I was stripping down for holiday. Me, I was lucky enough to have Kaylee, mm. so my girlfriend as well. So, so having someone like that, that you know, understands that you're on a you know on a disciplined sort of diet and you got to follow things to the letter and sacrificing you know like date like meals out or you know things like that or just time together. It's sacrificing that, and it's it's really 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 nice to have someone to understand. So being around people who know what you're going through is is important. Yeah, I think. I mean, my boyfriend was doing a photo shoot prep when I was prepping, so it was quite good in in the term. You know, in fact, that we could just go into the gym together and do cardio together, and yeah. we were training together. But then on the flip side, you're both dieting. And you turn into a robotic kind of relationship <laughs> because, <laughs> unfortunately, those of you who have prep before, when you start prep and you get into deep into prep, you have zero sex drive. Your libido is gone. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter who's in front of you, what is in front of you. You just slow sit there and go, cool. Like it doesn't bother yeah. anyone. That's the power of the deficit. It's a yeah, because I mean, at the end of the day, um, when your body's doing that kind of well having those kind of uh, symptoms, so to speak, is because your body is in such deficit that it's trying to conserve energy um, mm. for everything else. So obviously having that kind of fun is... Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know how, I don't know how rude I, I can be on here. On the bush, it's no point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, that's, that's so true, though. That's so true, even for yeah. guys, too. I mean, obviously, I said before, you know, when we diet for so long, our test levels go down. Um, what happens when your test levels go down? Your sex drive goes down. It yeah. all ties into one, and and that's why again, it's like what what was this? I watched last week. Like someone was um someone was saying about like men who, who are on stage, like the on when they're on stage, looking the best. That's when they're the worst. Yeah. 
So you can't see again all hormone factors and hormone changes, but for men, it's real. For females, even again, I can't relate because as a male, but I can understand for females that can be so much worse too. Yeah, so, it's yeah. Um, oh, but yeah, fair play for for even going through it. Prep. I mean, I had over seven weeks, and I thought, oh, fuck. <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know it is. It is, but it's just like your hormones are all completely just changing, and you know, and that's why again, it's really important. I will keep saying this to people. I put a post the other day. Um, get a medichecks done. You know, um, yes. try not to get one done straight after show because yes. you've got to get into that reverse diet, get your hormones back to semi-normal. You know, yes. have a yes. reasonable good amount of body weight on you. You don't want to be like lean and still in a huge deficit because the results will come back very skewed. Yeah. Um, but anything up to like six to eight weeks post show is fantastic. Me and me and Kaylee was was talking about this um, yesterday, day before, more recently, a few days. Yeah. Um, about getting med checks. Those mm. so, like getting for those who don't know med checks or and Chloe knows a lot more about, about me, but you send off for to get your blood done and it comes back with all different like. Again, how how your your health marks looking and things like that. But Chloe can tell you a lot more than me. So yeah, what are med checks? I mean, so they're a fantastic company. Like, I mean, I some people haven't even heard of them, which is quite surprising. But they are growing now. Um, because being brought to light how important bloods are. Um, but if you went to your doctor, you wouldn't get the turnaround time like you do med checks. You wouldn't be able to test for all of these things unless you had a real huge um underlying problem um but you can go on site and you can check there's so many different kind of tests you can do um they literally range from like sti and stt tests all the way through to like your hormones and like just everything like your nutrient levels everything like that it's just amazing so i always do the ultra i think it's called ultra women women one or something i can't remember what it's called now um but then recently I did the ultra performance one Um, and that tested all of my um, hormones, um, my B vitamins, all my, you know, that within the body. Um, What else was in there? So many. I've got, I've got the results here actually. Let me get them up. But yeah, they're, I mean, they're really, really amazing to get um, really, really worth the money as well. And they do good deals as well sometimes. Yeah. So I got my body the full whack. Um, I think it's really important as well, like to um, kind of, well, these are important because it's people in the sport that obviously putting their bodies through, um, not in the dieting phase, but for many with the, you know, the, the drugs that they're taking yeah. um, in the off season and in their prep season. That's not me being against steroids at all because I'm, it's the world of bodybuilding, you know, let's not be, all be naive here, but yeah. it's really important that you do get your body service, especially when you're using external, it. you know. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. People, people are so quick to, 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 to get them without getting the checks done. Yeah, there. exactly. Because also what you need to remember is that you don't always have to have a symptom, you know. You can have a high blood pressure, but actually you might not be experiencing the symptoms of high blood pressure. Yeah. Um, that can sometimes happen and or you could or simply could be you're really tired you've got no energy but your vitamin uh, d is low 
like vitamin D is always going to be low in this country because of the country that we live in. Like it's cold country. Exactly. So it's really important that we just, you know, supplement our bodies with that. Um, and just keep on top. Like we are, we're like a car really, aren't we? You know, we need servicing. We, you know, our bodies go through a lot, regardless if you're prepping or you're not prepping. And I always say that because people always think that you need to just have many checks if you're competing. That's not the case. Mm. You know, it's really important. So who would you recommend many checks to? I mean, for anyone in the gym or for, for everyone? I mean, I can't see why not. Exactly. I mean, for everyone would be great. Um, but especially before a dieting phase, mm. um, if you're going to be doing a prep, that is. Yeah. maybe not something like you did with me Chris because yeah it was horrible for you but it wasn't like severely severely extreme yeah it would have been good to see how far it could go yeah exactly because it was only seven weeks so yeah. I didn't want to put you in a hole because wow. too much <laughs> but yeah so anyone you know before they start a prep or after a dieting phase or just like like you've just said like it's yeah. not it could be for anyone yeah so Again, seven weeks for me, the only factor that really affected me was my job because, if the, again, if you know me, I'm quite bubbly anyway. Yeah. And people noticed, you know, obviously when weeks go on, you just go sort of, the energy gets taken from you. Yeah. When you're not so bubbly. So it's that, that's the only reason why seven weeks for me felt like 20. <laughs> exactly, no. But it would be interesting to see how far how far I could, um, could push that, but who knows? Exactly. I, mean, I think the take-home message is, if you're messing with your body's hormones mm. and messing with, you know, your body in general and causing severe stress in your body, then you need to get your body serviced after you've finished that phase. Absolutely. Um, because you can't expect it to be firing on all the cylinders when you come to the next phase and you're like, oh, you know, I could, you know, I'm, I'm not dropping weight very fast. We could be a thyroid issue going on. Yeah. Um, you know, it could be, Overactive or underactive, you're obviously going to get effects of those both ways. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, what would your message be for people who, again, who because people people listen to this who are not exactly interested in competing? Mm. What would you, but at the same time, still wanting to to lose body fat but at a sustainable level? What would your message be for them? So, what would your your biggest tip for them to be to to? For I think. Well, say I, I had a client like that, just say that was a case study I had to come across. I would always get them to write me, you know, I'd try and get to know their lifestyle mm. um, and the flaws that they know they have, um, you know, the habits that they know that aren't good. And there's obviously, well, there's always going to be a habit that they're not actually aware of. <laughs> so, yeah. So I would just say, try and like, um, assess your lifestyle factors. Um, don't go on the internet and read how to lose weight quickly. Don't go on a shake diet or anything like that. You know, just reach out. If you are struggling, you need to reach out to a coach, you know, you need to just reach out for help because it is difficult doing it own if you don't know anything. I mean, you and I, Chris, we're lucky, you know, you're, you're doing a nutrition degree now and, and I've been in the industry for a couple of years. So we're kind of, you know, we're educated in this, but for the general pop client who wants to lose some weight post Christmas, I mean, that's just, they, they're not going to know where to go with that. Yeah. Cause there's so much shit out there. So much. Yeah. But again, that's why having people like, again, like me and you and like sort of 
there's actually a, a decent handful of quite reputable people as well on the likes of social media and fitness yeah. who are trying to actually put a stop to that. So we've put a stop to the likes of, you know, juice diet companies, whatever, or, or this or that myth or that myth. We're trying to just debunk everything and just say to people, listen, this is how you do it. And this, these are the steps you can take to, to get there. And for me, it's yeah, exactly. confusion. It's, it's just, it's a very confusing industry to be in. It's confusing. I think as well, when people just say to people, oh, you know, move more, eat less, but they don't even know what, how much they need to be moving. You know, that it's just quite a, it's quite a broad statement just to say to someone, it's the open as well. So you need, they need to be educated at the end of the day, but you need to make sure you still are keeping your activity levels up, you know, even simply by buying a Fitbit, you know, or a, just a thing that's going to track your steps yeah. and just trying to reach, you know, a target goal of like no, no less than 10,000 a day. Um, that again. that's gonna I'm gonna use something again from people who try and sell crap that can do more of an effect to your metabolism than any, yeah. any juice diet drink yeah. or any fucking magic pill that's yeah. a lot more even if you've got a dog walk your dog walk your I know. and it's also a very sustainable thing to be doing walking you know getting more daylight exposure breathing the fresh air and not being stuck in an office hunched over like it's just it's good for your mind and your body so just need to move more make sure that you're not just sat down if you're leaving the house sat down in an office for eight hours coming back down sitting in front of the tv you probably aren't going to be moving enough you know so just by increasing your steps and then just by taking out a lot of people will eat crap in the evenings won't they because it's just sometimes they seem to be stressed and they get to the evenings, they may, may not have eaten at all in the day, come back and then there's going to turn to, yeah, the, the sugars. And again, I'm not demonising sugar because sugar isn't actually, you know, an awful thing. But I think within, you need to obviously be aware of how much of that you're having. Yeah. Um, As with anything, do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. They were saying anything high dosage can be fatal. Do you know what I mean? It's, exactly. Realize that and be conscious of what you're doing as well, because again, just like I said before, it's so simple to get a few steps in. What's not simple is is if you're in the habit of doing something like, for example, binging in the evening, like what you said, if you haven't had something so long or a meal. When you go home and binge, just trying to stop that from happening. So it's trying to just identify it's happening first. Yeah. And do other things to stop it. So like, go for the walk. Perfect. Go for a walk in the evening when you're most prone to binging i think that's exactly a decent step to take but again it's it's just the, the industry we work with pretty odd <laughs> people know there's just so much out there on the internet through magazines and even stuff on instagram can be you know yeah. it can be made too complicated as well at the end of the day you know social media can play a big impact and yeah. that's what again that's what i i believe in highly and I just say whoever doesn't, you know, serve you well on on Instagram, just unfollow them. Yeah. I mean, I did that. I unfollowed. I think I was following over a thousand people, and I I'm now only following. Let me look at my phone. I literally had one of those days when I was like, do you know what? No, you don't serve any purpose. Yeah, and no, and I done that. And do you know what happened to me? <laughs> I got fucking banned. <laughs> Oh, did you? I'm literally sitting there, right? Sitting there. It was like Sunday night. I was sitting there just unfollowing. I think I unfollowed 200 people, right? 
And next minute, I get a, a message off Instagram saying, action blocked. Instagram prohibits like third party. You think I was basically using a third party app to, to mass unfollow people? Oh, no, yeah, because my mine just said you reach a certain number of people, then it stops you, then you can go the next day. Oh, I was fucking banned for a week. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know why then. Why? What's like? <laughs> Instagram, bastards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it is important to unfollow people that don't add. I mean, sometimes it can make people upset, but, you know, I think following people that add value to your life is better than following people who make you feel like... Absolutely. Or don't inspire you, you know. What was that? Or or people that don't inspire you, you know. If you're not looking at the thing being inspired, then why are you following them? It's the same if your environment too. I mean, if you're around people who are constantly negative and just assholes and don't serve you well in terms of anything, just don't be around them. Be around people who you know you buzz off. Yeah, yeah. Same environment just makes life. Yeah. Life. So, what's your? Here's one that I was gonna in just off the cuff because I haven't even written this down. What's your what's your favourite or funniest dieting myth that you've heard over the years? Dieting myth. Mm-hmm. Oh god. I think when people it's not I mean it's not I think a lot of people know about it, but when people just say don't eat carbs. Yeah. Yeah. Or or they'll say don't eat sugar but then what they don't know is that they're eating things that are really ridiculously high in fat yep so um people who are saying that sugar can be addictive or sugar can be like the well sugar's bad really because let's be honest that's the belief for a while isn't it that sugar yeah sugar was bad but in reality all things carbs get converted into glucose anyway Exactly, and I think it's just important knowing that and being educated on that. And actually, you know, when I when I eat cocoa pops post workout, yes. or I'll, <laughs> or I, you know, I'll buy them, or um, someone will see like a family member who doesn't you know know about anything. They go, "You're allowed to eat cocoa pops," and I'm sat there like, "I got that." <sighs> I was I was in post workout, and I was in, in the cafe in the gym, and I was just sitting there just. just Eating away, eating away. Someone comes over, you last me eating them. I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yes. <laughs> I know. People because people don't know these kind of things because they oh, see that okay. it's not sugar, yeah. not good for you. Um, but I think, what's the other company? Oh, they're a massive company. I can't remember their calls. It's not Slimming World. Herbalife. I'm getting sued. <laughs> 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 no, yeah, they they pretty, you know what I mean. So fire away. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not a fan of them mm. at all because I mean, I think going back to the diet, the juice things that we're talking about, these things. So I could probably do one of these things, right, and not have the repercussions. Um, like someone might do in the gem pop, you know, because I I would know how to deal with um, you know, the the reversing. Yeah. so to speak but someone who's prepping for a wedding and they're literally having a shake for every single meal you know not even over a thousand calories i mean that is a huge deficit for someone like that to be in and they're not going to know how to cope with the aftermath of that and it's just it's just bullshit basically <laughs> you can still eat food i did a post about this actually with my client you can still eat chocolate and lose weight 
or you know get your desired body and no probably not so much if you want to step on stage because when you get into the deep part of prep those kind of things get taken off you but what I'm trying to say is that if you had a chocolate bar in the day that's not going to make you fat that's not going to you know take you away from your goals you just need to learn and know you know that you shouldn't have 10 of those and you can put it into your daily yeah factor into your daily calories you know so yeah it frustrates me yeah it's just demonizing food really Yeah, it's to be honest, I blame, I entirely blame social media for this because yeah. that's one thing that draws the, that's calling them zealots, that draws the zealots in is yeah. in a moment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not advertised as help people achieve weight loss goals or whichever, or in their case, help people have eating disorders. But the advertising people to get richer. So that's only within their best interest. So if, if you're listening to this and someone's offering you, you know, Herbalife, whatever, they're only trying to get the next level up on the, like the pyramid scheme or whichever. Yeah. They're basically trying to say to you, give me your money and I'll give you all the crap. Exactly. And you can get, a, you can get the body that you want by having five, six meals a day, you know? Yeah. The amount of time people say, oh, God, you have five meals a day. Yeah, I have five meals a day, not three meals a day. Um, but it doesn't matter because the calories can be still the same, but it's just over smaller meals, you know? It's you have 200 calorie meals, 300 calorie meals for, you know, five, six meals a day. And yeah. that can still, for some people, be a deficit. Yeah. It doesn't matter how many meals you have, it's about the overall daily intake I, I the perfect way i put it to, to my clients is imagine your day like a piece of toast and when you're getting your nutella on your on your knife you don't just spread all on one side do you yeah it'll be weird <laughs> yeah <laughs> spread it all over and you know you get it all over that's what you want to do in your calories in your day in your meals you want to be spreading yeah. across the day because it's just better yeah, and it's better as well. Sometimes people can get quite bloated post food. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it can be better on someone's stomach as well. Yeah. Um, and some tips as well when you're eating that people don't realise is that that's what I tell my clients to do. I mean, you'll know this, Chris, but when you have your post-workout meal and when you're eating, you need to be in a relaxed state. Absolutely. Um, you can't be in a rush. You know, people sit. If any of you here are office workers and you're eating at your desk, you know, fi emails firing left, right and centre and you're stressed and you're just uptight. If you're eating your lunch or whatever, your snack or whatever it might be, you're going to, you're not going to be digesting that very well. Um, Even yeah. And you just, and I think it's important that you chew your food as well. Yeah. I mean, it is, <laughs> it is harder. It's, it's easier said than done. Sorry. Um, but it's really important that we don't rush our food. Definitely. It's, it's even in a sense of, I, we done a, a lecture on this not too long ago, that it's called, it's called chewing, it's called mastication. Yeah. Mastication. Be careful. <laughs> uh, really careful because it sounds so much like, like yeah. So mastication <laughs> can help with nutrients absorption as well. 
because yeah. the, the protein in saliva amylase is it yeah yeah that's correct yeah um can really really help it nutrient absorption and even like digestion as well so if you're someone who just inhales food to be honest i used to <laughs> i used to sit there and just hoover in but like chloe said it's important that you be present for your meal and you're not just scoffing it down like everyone does nowadays exactly and some people say you know there's that you've got to eat your carbs then a certain window it's not true like you can have your post-workout meal yeah you can have your post-workout meal i leave mine sometimes over an hour and um that's absolutely fine because there's no point in you eating it with your heart rates elevated exactly well, that's, so, that's what, what's called bro science yeah <laughs> <laughs> window. Exactly. <laughs> that good old window. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's so oh we're gonna get probably sued on this podcast. Following it soon. To watch again, nailed it for the likes of the again for the for the chewing and the the hair black as well. I mean that's let's not beat around the bush. Let's just Yeah, yeah. we've gotta like make sure that everyone knows about this bullshit. Yeah, it's more aware about it. I think the more we talk about it, I think you know people will start realizing. Yeah, I think it's there's there's people out there who still believe, and even the ones again, the ones that probably mean you've encountered even like on Instagram, who are trying to, you know, obviously they're a rep of a certain company. Let's not just say you know, mm. of any company who are trying to promote through social media and. Again, social media is great business, but it's not fucking great for buying people. So no. you will get again if, if I see you selling fucking something online, I'm gonna either unfollow you or just you know show you up or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, this is crazy. Because also these these kind of um, how how should we name this? Schmerber life. <laughs> yeah. Or, the, the likes of these kind of companies they're not taking into account someone's um previous history with eating um someone's digestive issues their lifestyle so obviously there's different foods that even though this is not really foods they're eating they're just having a shake but what i'm trying to say is that they're not consulting with these people yeah. beforehand like you and i would do you know we're asking questions and we're probing them and stuff but these kind of things don't take into consideration anyone with any sort of eating problems or anything like that. So they're just giving, it's like one for all kind of thing, you know? That's, they're only there for one purpose, and that purpose is not to help the likes of you guys with your weight loss goals, that's to, to get them rich, basically. So Yeah, it's quite sad, really, it's gone like that. But anyway, maybe we should move on from this before we get into trouble. <laughs> Can we share, like, the, the loss of battery? <laughs> <laughs> So I've got again. I've got people on the Q and A off my story. So I'm gonna. Okay. Go, yeah. And this is more. I think it's more for you because I can't answer this. Chocolate cravings during period. During period, indulge. Yeah or no? Um. So I think you need to be aware that when you are on your menstrual cycle, so you are going to get these cravings, um, and you can get away with having an extra two hundred calories around that kind of marker um so adding some extra food in now so you so don't be scared to add the food in around your menzies um because your weight's already going to be elevated anyway 
but you'll always see a drop in your weight post period. Oh, sweet, sweet. Um, but it's very normal to have these cravings. So just allow yourself to have, if you're on a meal plan or if you're with a coach, just let them know um, and they can increase food or calories, but just let your body have a few more calories during that week yeah. because your body is going a lot under a lot of changes um so yeah don't don't be don't feel like you're um on your own or you're abnormal feeling that way but i wouldn't i wouldn't try not to binge because then you don't want to make every time you you have your period you don't want to be binging um because at the end of the day that's going to increase your overall calories by a lot you know um and you don't want to feel that guilt feeling yeah absolutely what would be the again for someone wanting like a something tricky during the career during the period what would be the best thing to do like best like i don't know diet hack or meal hack to do there and then so what would be one to satisfy um i always think dark chocolate's great mm. um and cocoa powder as well yeah. um dark, I'm, I'm saying dark chocolate because it's quite filling yeah i just, i recently just again this is a tip from i think it was Katie's dad was to get a like a small twenty gram bit of dark chocolate and leave it either in your mouth, don't chew it, or yeah. it, let like melt sort of. Yeah. And that will help really help with like chocolate cravings or you know things like that. But again, for those who who aren't a dark chocolate fan, again just have a sort of little equivalent on calories something like that. But again, it it can be it can be better than a math sense, but one more here was to same again with periods so this one was about if it's like okay or not to to skip the gym when obviously on your period so when you're not feeling your best so what was your advice i mean yeah i mean i suffer really really badly um when i come to my period so i always feel like i have quite a lot of pain um i get quite lethargic um, so if I really want to miss a session, then I miss a session. Mm. Um, I'm not going to put myself under stress and get het up over the fact I've lost, you know, a gym session because I'm feeling like absolutely crap in my period, you know. Yeah. Um, again, it's very normal. So don't don't punish yourself for going something that is actually, we should actually celebrate that we're having periods. Um, as a girl, it should be a celebratory thing every month, you know, as horrible as they are the fact we're getting them and our bodies are functioning working is well it's fantastic i know that sounds weird but you know so if, if you do feel like crap and you you know feeling like tired and stuff don't worry have a day off give, give yourself i'd rather someone get more sleep um and reduce stress than putting themselves through stress just because they need to go out and try and get to the gym you know so absolutely absolutely and that's again that was just a quick q a from paul from instagram but um, but yeah, that's again, well, that's brilliant. Battered a lot there, and hopefully won't get sued. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so what? It's again, it's brilliant having someone from the industry again. Even I think you're the first female on my podcasts. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, it's great from another, you know, another sex point of view to to give their insights on diet and, and things like that. Even even for me, because as a as a trainer, I think it's really important as a male trainer, I think it's important to to know your clients because 
a lot of my clients are female. Yeah. For those male people, even males, man, for those, everyone out there, every male out there should know what females go through. And I think that's an, an area within the industry that is not looked at. No, and, and also people, you know, girls get very embarrassed about girly things. You're quite difficult when you try and, yeah. if your coach is a male, I mean, I'm, I'm lucky enough that I can, the coaches that I've had, I've always been able to talk to them about anything. Um, yeah. But I think it's really important for male coaches out there, you need to just allow your client to, because it's really important that you know where someone is in their cycle because their behavior changes, their performance might change in the gym, they might get cravings. So we need to accommodate this by adding more calories in and allowing them and understanding their performance in the gym might not be as good at parts of their cycle. But oh yeah, I think, I think it's just really important that people are more aware of this because we're not robots. Yeah. Only in prep are we robots. <laughs> <laughs> not in, you know. <laughs> yeah. Who's not there than the robots are? Yeah, exactly. Cool, buddy, yeah, Chloe. You've been absolutely brilliant. And is there any you want to touch on more? I mean, is there any more? Um, let me. I look at the thing you sent me. Um. Oh, let me just see. Sorry. That's all right. I can't think actually. If there's anything. Oh, I think just one thing when we're on periods um, is if you've competed or you want to compete, yeah. I can't stress to you enough after you come off stage, try not to focus on the fact that you're going to be gaining body weight. Try and focus on the fact that you need to gain a period back. And in order for you to gain your period back, you want to track back and just think, okay, when did I last have my cycle? How much did I weigh? And if you look back at the, the, the weight that you were, then that's your goal is to get yourself back up to there as soon as you can without getting, you know, putting, I hate saying that about putting too much body fat on, but get there in a state where you're kind of confident. Yeah. Um, but at, at the end of the day, health is so important and we shouldn't risk our health for a sport. And again, that's why I'm taking a step back from the sport for next year because my health is more important than winning a trophy um some people yeah some people will do anything to win a trophy but i think when you want to have a family and you want to be you want to think of you know longevity and things like that i think you can get very caught up in any sport that you do i think any can get very caught up in it and i think it's very important you take a step back and you kind of realise what life is about. And life isn't about being absolutely diced to the bone and being unsociable. And, you know, life is about enjoyment and loving people and stuff. So the bodybuilding in your sport is just a side thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And any of, any of them, like, again, family or any attributes to your life should never take over them. Um, no. Again, it's, it, in terms of, like, again, you can still enjoy, like, training and things like that and performance without getting diced to the bone and and again i think that's for some people quite important to hear as well so, yeah 100 percent. i think guys i think you know the main thing for girls after dieting phase they're thinking about oh god how long can i keep looking this lean but you need to focus on getting your period back because if you don't have your period i mean i i get mine back within the first eight weeks 
I'm like a, I'm like clockwork. I'll come back straight away. And I know but that's because I focus on getting my body weight back up and I gain quite fast after comp as well, but I don't really mind that such because my body's able to function. Yeah. Um, but and if, and if you've left um, lost your cycle, sorry for quite a while, and then I would try and put that on the top of your priority list, not going back into dieting phase. Again, especially after you've just battered your body for for however long you was in prep for, and that's that's pretty much the most important thing you can do is just focus on your health and getting that back to scratch. You know, I mean, if you if you have lost your period, get it back, and like you said, get get to the weight you were before. Yeah. I mean that's yeah I mean that that's quite a good thing to use as a as a marker I mean some people might they might come back um sooner it might come back a bit later but as long as you're you you know that you need to be getting your period back and you're working with your coach or whoever you're with or if, if you're on your own just trying to get yourself back up to that healthy state because at the end of the day like this sport can only go so far you can't be competing until you're 60 years old and do you want to be a lonely unhealthy mess you know with no one around you um that sounds quite out there i know but it's wow. it's the reality of it all now um you need to look after your body basically and get many checks done get it serviced yeah. <laughs> have a period <laughs> um, i'll put the, the links to that many checks in the show notes if anyone wants to go and check it out see yeah what's about what what i can show you because it's quite interesting man I'm gonna, yeah. For Christmas, I'm gonna definitely because it's it's so interesting to know. Yeah, and you really learn a lot as well with it. Um, you know, there's things, there's markers in your body that you wouldn't ever have thought of, like cholesterol. Like for, I mean, you know, we look really healthy on the outside, but sometimes people can have quite a bad cholesterol, even though they look. They don't know the symptoms. They haven't got the symptoms or any no. symptoms, but under the hood, it can be another story. You don't know yeah. That. But I think uh, um, the, the main thing of this podcast is I don't want to put anyone off competing um, or, you know, make people back down from having that as their goal because I think it's an amazing sport and I've, you know, I've learned a lot through it and I've learned a lot from being a competitor and I've been able to, you know, relate back to my clients and it's made me a different person. Um, it gives me a goal in life, but I think you just need to make sure that you know the difference between competing and then also real life and if you can balance them both then you're winning but don't let this whole prepping phase and stuff stop you because i'm just trying to make it come to light how difficult it can be and how it really isn't something that you can do half-heartedly and you need to you know have a good support network around you you need to be healthy to start and you just yeah you need to make sure that you're in a good place really so i'm gonna throw a question at you there i don't know what will be your next next stage for for you since you can't compete so what's what's next for chloe um obviously number one thing is to get my health back on track um to find out what's causing um this absolute zero appetite of mine um which is just so annoying and then just work towards my goals 2021 um i have one goal and i want to get it i want to get there and i want to have that card in my hand um everyone's heard that so let's try and keep yeah I want it badly, but so that's why I'm taking obviously next year off because I want to make sure that I'm the best person I can be. That'll be important after you. Um, but yeah, I think my main thing is just to get health back on track and enjoy training and get as big as I can and focus on my business because I love my job and I'm building my brand at the moment. And it's, yeah, it's just really exciting. 
one step at a time there. <laughs> exactly. And one more, one more. Yeah. Time, wait to see yourself. Ten years. Ten years. Ten years time, wait to see yourself. Um, I see myself. Oh God, this is a big question. That was a careful. <laughs> Competing wise, yeah. probably not. Um, unless I decide to do a master's class. Um, but I think my priorities would have shifted quite dramatically. Mm. Um, obviously, because I want to have a family. That's like a huge, huge thing for me. I mean, a lot of a lot of girls don't really think about that. Um, but for me, I've always been quite a maternal person. So for ha me having a family is one of my life goals. Um, and to just like have a good brand still, but you never know what's around the corner, do you? Exactly. That's the thing in life. You just don't know what's around the corner. Um, good and bad things, unfortunately. Yeah. But again, some, some things can be flesh in disguises. Some can be, again, not the way you want it to be at the moment, but it can pan out. Exactly. I mean, six, seven years ago, I didn't think I, I would never have looked at myself thinking I'll be doing this now. You know, I would never thought I'd be a competitive bodybuilder. Um, so I don't know. I might take up another sport. I've always liked Olympic uh, Olympic lifting. I was going to say of like powerlifting or Olympic lifting. Yeah, it's always been in like the corner of my eye because, again, doing bodybuilding consistently isn't something that's that healthy mm. um and it's yeah it's uh, everyone's got different goals but i think in 10 years time at nearly 40 years old i'd want to have a lovely family and oh, brilliant. Brilliant. and just yeah but still i don't know what i'll be doing career-wise you just don't know you never know the industry's changing a lot every day. exactly i could be a stay-at-home mum you know <laughs> yeah. who knows could be could be um again could be one of them with a blue tick i don't know <laughs> exactly i could be a blue tick girl so you don't know what's around the corner again chloe thanks so much for taking the time to to come on and that, that this has been like for a few weeks now we've been trying to get you on hasn't it i know yeah we've <laughs> suddenly finally got to do it part of my fault i was dying to be fair. yeah you have the man flu <laughs> It's called um no, I like to call it withdrawals from Chloe's coaching. Oh. <laughs> but um yeah guys if you wanna find out where where Chloe's from or if you wanna know a bit more about Chloe and um, go check her out. I'm gonna link her Instagram bio, but where can we find you more? Is it again Facebook, website, Instagram? Um I use Instagram a lot. Um but I'm currently tapping into my YouTube. So big, big things to come, which is exciting. Um, I'll link that in the show notes and go and check it out. Go and show yeah. some support. And again, it's good to, it's good to catch up as well. I mean, I haven't really caught up in a while. So, I know. Been brilliant. Been brilliant. And again, thanks for spending time as well. To it's okay. Thanks for having me on. And those of you listening, thank you so much for taking the time. And I'm always here if you ever need to ask me questions um, about anything. I'm always very, I'm an open book, so, Brilliant. yeah. Brilliant. Chloe, thank you so much again, and it's been, been a pleasure. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> Listen, thanks very much for obviously tuning in. Again, it means a lot to even you coming on, and it's a lot, it's a lot different than a, a double tap. It's a listen, so thank you very much. It's a lot, you know, a lot more time involved, so thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the next one.
Bye. Thanks for listening. To get more on fitness with Chris Ward, check out wardfitonlinetraining.com. On Instagram, wardfitnesspt. Facebook, wardfit. Be sure to leave us a review on iTunes.